Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray, in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say This is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I am here also with a little bit more of a different perspective towards things in our lives. I want to let you know that my middle child, which is Minuet, Lache Uyola, would like to be able to ask some questions. Since I am a master's in clinical psychology and also we're doing a little bit more biblical principles, we can be able to kind of start a dialogue, okay? This is Mimi's Hours. Let me introduce you to Minuet. Hello, Mimi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Okay, let's talk. Well, my question for today is, how can your mental health or state of mind like affect the way you you and God have your relationship and the people around you? Oh, that's a good question, uh, Mimi. Pretty much the way that your mental state, which is how we think of things such as our relationships to how we be able to interact with people and sometimes our self-esteem. Some people are more laid back, like introverts. They're very quiet and very timid. And some people are extroverts like me. They're very loud and very happy and can be able to approach people. So it does become a little bit more cumbersome for the introvert people, the one that's kind of quiet and shy, to be able to come out and talk about God, you know, to someone else or have a relationship with someone else. And then at the same time, um, the relationship that you want with how you are able to have it with other people does affect the way that you talk with God if the person is a mean person and then they try to be able to be friends with someone but they're still mean that affects you the ratio you have with God also because God doesn't want you to be mean towards that person something okay go ahead also it can very but densely impact you and make a very complicated situation because sometimes you don't know how to break up that, like, you know, interaction with that human being. Okay, how so? Well, it can make you perceive them as a good person because you've known them for a while or make things confusing and weird for you because you see that they treat other people maybe terribly, maybe they don't treat you the same way. Maybe they treat you greatly. And that puts you in a situation that if you have other friends, that could be a problem for them and that can be a problem for you. And overall, that just hurts you. 
that's true too i mean sometimes when people do um like for instance if some like you have five friends and you don't you don't like ice cream but your friends like ice cream and then you have one of the other friends sitting there and saying that's not in your group that comes in and says hey you know what i like y'all too can i be a part of your group you say okay and then they say well i like ice cream and the ones that sit there all five of them that said they like ice cream okay yeah 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 and then you're like wait a minute i'm the one that doesn't like ice cream but does it really you know it does affect you because you don't like ice cream but we shouldn't just center on one thing we should center on a lot of different things like you know maybe that other person might have a a, like they might like a different you know like uh not just ice cream but cake you might like cake you know what i mean and they might like a different chocolate you like chocolate so Uh, well i'm not saying differences i'm more of saying like problems towards other people not differences as in ice cream mm-hmm. also if you like ice cream just eat the cafeteria's potato they look like mashed potatoes they look like ice cream enough oh no <laughs> those are not good and they're not good i tasted them they taste good but <laughs> okay but um i'm talking more about people who hurt or maybe don't how can i put this don't treat people the way they're supposed to treat people okay so you're saying that you're 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 asking about how to be able to treat the person that does people bad but you you still want to be able to be good to them you want to be good to them and they're de- more decent towards you right so yeah that that is complicated so that is one of the things where honestly you can be able to you know since you are being nice to them and and they still want to be able to be mean then i honestly in my opinion i would definitely talk to god about it because sometimes he would be able to understand and know and soften the person's heart i know that it sometimes is not always easy because we feel as though god can't help us but honestly he can he can honestly help us and let us know what's going on with the person because maybe they might not like you because you're a good-hearted person that does happen or maybe because like we said you don't like a certain thing that they don't like or because they seem they 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 and there's times where people are jealous of you some people might not like you because you have more than them and i don't mean excuse me finances i mean sometimes because of your good heart and because of the way that you live they want the same things that you do have and they can't they don't know how to how to how to be able to obtain it well another thing that i sometimes would like to acknowledge is if it really becomes that bad and hurtful maybe you should just leave that's true too like like a person could be perfectly fine yep and and if they need different help then that's not your job to give them your to give them help because you yourself unless you're like my mom here you can't physically help you can't physically or mentally help with that person 
That's because true. that person, a different, a different mind state, and it's most likely, and it's advised most likely just to see a professional. Yes, but what I'm saying is that even still, be good, be nice to the person. Of course, you're not gonna just because they're having problems does not mean that you should take a sour note to it. It's I'm not saying that. I'm saying. They can't come to you with problems you don't know how to deal with because you have sometimes sometimes you have your mess, they have their mess, and you can't help with that mess. <laughs> That's true. But what I'm saying also too, Manuet, is that take it to God in prayer. Some you know, I understand that certain people don't realize that, but God changes a whole lot of people's minds and hearts. I mean, especially in the Bible, God has I know, I know. Okay. It's just sometimes maybe they could use God. Sometimes maybe they could use a professional. Sometimes what I'm saying is if a person has problems, they can't always come to you for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you can pray for them. Yes, mm -hmm. you can help them well. Mm -hmm. But you can direct them in the in the good in a good direction and leave. You don't have to stay there. Yeah. And give them advice on stuff that you don't know about. Because if, if you don't know something, you you might interpret it wrong or make a wrong or say something that's wrong mm -hmm. and then steer them in a different direction that could be for the worse. And, and that's absolutely right. You're, you're right. You can be able to, like I said, professional help and also be able to sometimes you don't know what's right and you haven't been through what they've been through. So honestly, steer them in the right direction. Take them there if you have to or, you know, sometimes just guide them there. And say, hey, why won't you talk to a professional guidance counselor or, you know, someone that you really do trust that can help you, you know, with your problem. And no, sometimes we don't always have to have the opinion. But also, like I said, minister or a pastor can be able to help you, too. So she is absolutely right. Sometimes the things and situations that people go through, we haven't been through those. So we need to seek the help of somebody that's already been through it and they can be able to help them. Now, also to make sure this person is of God and make sure that that also to the professionals that they do have the training and understanding of what the person is going through. That's true, because some of them can be corrupt or mean and that can definitely affect the person for the worst. And we don't want that because they're already coming in with problems that they need help with. And if you just make that worse, they're gonna leave with even more problems. And then they're gonna have to find that out later. And if they go back to you, that might become spiraling problems. But if they go to someone else or to God, because God is also a very good alternative. Mm -hmm. Yes, cause he is. He, cause he, has the free, he has the free time we don't have. He can listen to a thousand people because he wants to. That's true. I mean, God is the one who did make you. So, and it says it in Jeremiah. So he knows what's going on with the person intimately in detail. And he knows the environment. He knows the, you know, the thought process of the person. So we do need to be able to kind of like, you know, take it to him. Even if we don't have anything to say to the person, at least when we, before we go to bed at night or just a few minutes after we've guided them to the gang counselor, pray, say, God, you know, help this person that's in with the professional, 
right now to understand and know what's going on. Help them to get the help that they need at that time. May I add something? Okay, go ahead. I don't really, again, as I said, I don't want to add some false information here. I just want, this is why this is not a statement. This is a question. How problematic or what could you do? is that person isn't of God and they don't want that help. Like, what can you do in that situation? Because I know that can be mildly confusing or very confusing, depends on who, depends on how you are. Mm -hmm. But I really want to know, like, how that situation can be turned. Because I have an idea, but I, as I said, don't want to give false information. I want to learn and I want to learn today. I just want to learn something new. So may I ask for your opinion on this question? Okay, so if the person doesn't know who God is or doesn't have a relationship with God, then also, too, at the same time, you can be able to first hear the person out, okay, completely. Have that time with that person one-on-one and give them time to explain what's going on in detail if they, if they can, okay? Number two. Make sure you give that person the time they need in order for them to discuss everything. Because sometimes people go through waves of emotions, okay? Like they can cry one time, laugh one time, and sometimes they can also be able to grieve one time. They may have lost somebody and they don't know what to do, okay? Number four, make sure... Wait, where did three go? (laughs) Well, number three, honestly... (laughs) is be humble okay when you're listening to them you know put yourself in their shoes it's not always easy to tell somebody that they know what's going on or sometimes a perfect stranger will come up to you and tell you everything and then go about their way that's happened to me but they do that because they need somebody to talk to Okay, so be humble. This of course. Is, yes. You don't want to just be looking around the room, not paying any attention. Right. That's I, not, not, not going to benefit them in any way. They're uh-uh. just going to be talking to, might as well just be the wall by this point. Right. So you need to be able to eye, eye contact, make sure, you know, you nod your head if they're talking or, you know, even if you have to, sometimes make notes, take notes. So later on when you're praying for them. That's why I'm saying number five, still take them to God. And yes, point them in the direction of the, you know, professionals. But I know that even though they don't know who God is, you know, try to ask God to open up those doors. And those that sometimes God will open up those times where they can be able to listen to you honestly. And they may not know God, but that's how a lot of people start knowing God because you mentioned him. And simply put, they don't even know that you're praying. You don't have to tell them you're praying for them. Just sometimes say, hey, did you have a good day today? I hope and I pray. Or you can say that. Or sometimes, you know what? God loves you. And then walk away. Don't you know that's the best time to be able to say that? And they're like, wait a minute. He does love me. So, you know, just to remind them. And sometimes you say, wait a minute. Did you see that? And I'm like, what do you mean? I saw that smile on your face, huh? Okay. Sometimes you need to kind of 
you know, test the water. Sometimes you can joke a little bit, you know, have a little bit of rapport, try to bring them out of what they're going through and give them some type of like focus. Like when, like, for, go ahead. Like for the, like for the professionals, yes, they can do, they can have, they can just basically tell them everything. But if they come to you and they are like, I want to talk, that doesn't always mean they mean it seriously. Maybe they just want to talk to a person because they're feeling lonely that day and they just want to be near someone, mm -hmm. laugh about something. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be serious. No, it because doesn't. A, because a hard time, sometimes it is fun just to joke about some things, just to brighten the mood sometimes. Because when, when it's always sad, there's not really much enjoyment or... Well, how do I put maybe goodness, if that's a word, yes. that comes out of that comes out of that mm -hmm. when you're just in a sad environment. That's true. I mean, sometimes you want to be able to have a Tigger moment instead of an Eeyore moment, as I would say. A Tigger moment is like he's always happy. He sees the positive side of life, whereas Eeyore Eeyore is so depressed, he's mad and depressed, and he doesn't, you know, he's always sad and woe is me. So I understand some people just want that a few moments to enjoy life. Now, what you just discussed may remind, may remind me of something else. Okay. Even if a person seems like they're having a rough day, they're just not having fun at all, they're not having a good day. At least acknowledge them, talk to them slightly. And if they want, and if they just seem like they need some type of includence, then why not? That's true. That's a person that wants some help, that wants someone to be around them, but they don't know how to ask. So you can just go up and ask if they want to play with you. Ask if they want to maybe talk. Like, it could be anything. Social interaction is great. Yeah, that's true, Mimi. See, that's one of the things that you need to understand and know that you know for all of us no matter what age the person is human interaction is very important and it gives us something to be able to build on whether it's friendships whether it's family whether it's a colleague or whether you're going to work and right now Mimi's work is school mm -hmm. so right now she's trying to realize and understand that fifth grade is not always easy but also, at the same time, if you have places or people that need to be talked to, spend some time with them. Make some time for them because you never know that person's life or death could be on the line. Or just simply put, they might want somebody just to talk to or just to discuss little flimsy things such as children, husband, wife, or also job, employment finances, you know, just different things that's going on in their lives. Another thing is maybe they're not in the right headspace and you can help them clear their mind and bring them to a place where they can actually enjoy their their life and maybe contribute their life to, to making someone else have a better day. That's true. Because some people just have to talk and if they don't, ha and if they Sometimes people just really have something to say. They don't know when to say it. And if you want to ask, you can. But it's don't lay it wait till the last moment to ask, cause you never know when it could be too late. 
there's people out here who are just walking around bridges looking for people that might need help. An officer saved a man's life and he contributed his life to also saving lives. There's people who will stick numbers on bridges and and if anyone wants some motivation, they can just call the number. Or maybe they can just walk around the bridge and see if anything's gonna happen because honestly, sometimes talking can make you stop do, doing a lot of things, can bring you out of that sad moment into a happier day and maybe see things as a different perspective and have more of a better life just talking to someone because we have languages. Mm-hmm. That's the reason we interact. We we interact with each other. We have different languages and very in various differences. But that doesn't ever stop anyone from interacting with each other. And everyone on this earth really does need to interact because if they don't, what's the point? What where you're just gonna be bottling up whatever you have to say, and there's no point, and there's no one to talk to. Like you could just be having the most amazing thoughts right now and if you don't interact with anyone what's the point in even having those thoughts that's true too i mean and that's what i'm saying sometimes it's some people go just to be able to to a therapist to be able to have that interaction because i've learned that some some of my friends their children weren't able to interact because of you know due to homeschooling or due to covid or due to different things ailments what have you and they weren't able to have that human interaction at their age or their level of understanding at the time. So by the time they went to school, they didn't get that interaction and they became more an introvert instead of an extrovert. Go ahead. There's nothing wrong with either of the two. It's just some of them are more expressive. That's true. And there is nothing wrong with being quiet. There is nothing wrong with being loud and being boisterous. That's the way your personality is. There is nothing wrong with you. All of it is all good. But make sure you have some type of social interaction because as I said, that can help with a lot of feelings and problems. This is true. You have you have time for, you know, you make time for your family members, you make time for your children, make time for everybody that is important in your life, even the friends, colleagues that you work with. Making sure that people are not just okay, but they have a really good sense of balance in their lives. Sometimes things get out of whack. I mean, some people lose parents, um, that you know, death or what have you, or older age, and they some mental issues such as dementia, things of that nature can come in. Sometimes, you know, the loss of a child. A lot of different things hurt people. But we need to be able to help to help them to learn and understand and be able to keep going throughout life. I agree with some people just want the to go to a psychologist or someone who has a professional in these things just to talk to them. Because I I can relate to a, to an extent that I don't like talking to wide open groups because sometimes that's just weird to me because I don't. I, I can't talk to them very sincerely and I can only and I can only relate to a few instead of the whole group. But if I'm talking to one person, I'm not as scared that someone else could have a different opinion and something wild could or weird could happen. 
I, I can just relate and talk to that one person. And it makes it easier for me to understand perspectives because sometimes bigger groups gets chaotic. Like there's nothing you can do to stop that because people have different opinions and live different ways. But personally, I like talking to one person because then I can see how their perspective is and more closely relate to them instead of a big wide group of people Overall, I'm just kind of, I guess, slightly anxious about that because I, talking to big groups I've never really done before and it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of an odd experience for me because school projects, you know, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. And speaking, my hands shake, literally everyone can see that. I'm, it's, it's, I'm frozen in place. My my legs hurt. My arms are shaking, and I can just see people talking. And I'm like, oh no, well that's not good. Well, also too at the same time, it's like a a different level of nervousness, and you're anxious and a little bit, you know. It's called um, being able to go before people and having to have that audience in front of you. Like, I know when I was growing up, it it happened to me that, you know, I had to speak in Spanish about a bear and about a banana. Uh, what? What? <laughs> and I had to honestly tell them okay. that this was my bear that I really did like. And he, hey, don't be laughing at me. <laughs> that was fun. my bear. I'm sorry. It's just a funny, I'm sorry. It's just a funny concept. But it was my favorite bear, and I had to tell him in Spanish that he was just, you know, this bear has been with me since I was so little. And it was awkward because I had everybody staring at me. I had no one there but my banana and my bear. Why was there a banana there, though? Because the banana came with the bear. Oh, that was like a plush toy. Yes. I, thought, I thought you meant like the actual fruit. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, see, and then when people started talking and, oh, it was really bad. I ran out after I finished my presentation and I cried in the hallway and my teacher came, Mr. Sever, and told me it's okay. Everybody has to learn how to be able to be a public speaking and having to do assignments in front of class, but it was so hard, but Um, yeah. Going off of that subject, I remember telling you this story about this group of girls, I'm not going to name any names because I am nice. (laughs) But um, this group of girls, one girl, we're just gonna call Lily because why not? That's not her actual name because I'm not gonna leak any names here. That's just mean. But um, she she and her group, Lily, Lily and her group were doing a presentation on I don't remember, but it was some, but it was a presentation where they had to get an, up in front of the whole group, which is like every group had to do this. But um, this this one girl was mostly talking. Lily was mostly talking. All of them were kind of standing in one huddle of I think three Mm -hmm. and they were and they were maybe slightly talking about the board because my teacher said that you have to say at least one word because that's how the presentation works everyone has to say one thing at least Mm -hmm. 
But they said, like, the bare minimum of, minimum of things, and she finished everything off, added a bunch of detail and everything else. Mm-hmm. Which, at first, I was like, they're struggling. That's not good. And um, when it came to answering questions, because they, they did a very short one, and mm-hmm. they didn't really get into many things. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily was frantically running around trying to answer the questions, and some of them she just didn't know, and some of them she turned and mis- um, and uh, the teacher at the time mm-hmm. was um was uh watching this, mm-hmm. and he asked one of the the students who were st- st- um in the huddle, not Lily, to answer a question. Okay. And um, they so they called on someone, and they're supposed to answer this question. Okay. But um they had absolutely no idea what was happening. Okay. They were just like, "What?" <laughs> and they didn't get what the what the person was answering. So Lily ran in and was like and and tried answering the question as best as possible, and this is when the teacher stopped them. Okay. The teacher was like, "Lily, thank you for trying to answer these questions, I know that you do not know these questions very well mm-hmm. as the way you're trying to answer them and you're kind of confused, but I very much appreciate you, like, trying to answer these questions. Okay. And he turned to the rest of the group and was like, maybe you guys could have pitched in a little bit more mm-hmm. and um, could have done at least a little bit more research before this. Mm-hmm. And they had nothing else to say. They were confused, as I already said. Mm-hmm. So they sat down. The teacher told them, sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm answered the rest of this. Because taking notes was also a part of the project. You also had to do that. Because if you didn't do that, then you would get a grade for taking notes and doing your presentation. Okay. Another rule is if you talked, she, he would take points off your presentation. Oh, Okay. Just, you know, for respect reasons, to make sure everyone was heard, because there were some shy, timid people in the class. Of course. Yeah. So, they sat down, and I was conveniently right next to this girl. I was right next to Lily, right? And she kind of looked a little sad. She, like, her eyes were kind of a bit watery. Yes. And I could tell maybe she was about to cry or something, Mm -hmm. but because... This is fifth grade, and um, crying attracts so much attention to you, it's uncomfortable. Okay. Um, she, she, she wasn't crying. Okay. So um, I, I turned to her before the next presentation start, started, and I already finished taking all the notes, and this was the time to take notes. So I turned to her, and the reason she wasn't taking notes was because you didn't have to take notes on your own project Mm -hmm. because if you knew what was happening that would be projected in your project of course of course so um i turned to her and i said you did a really good job on at least trying to answer questions and as our teacher said i really do congratulate you for like facing the crowd and trying to figure things out yes and answer questions to the best extent you could, mm-hmm. even though everyone else was doing absolutely nothing. Yes. And sh- and I think she really appreciated that because she said thank you, and then she turned to her page 
but after class, I heard all of them, like, sort of maybe fighting a bit verbally. Okay. So, um, I was just like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Lily said, I did most of the slides and work. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything. And I'm pretty sure that's the reason why they did, like, they, you know, they didn't know what was happening. Okay. So... How do you deal with situations like that? Because I know those girls in her group were also her friends. And that's a difficult situation to come over. That you might get a bad grade. And you might have problems. Because your friend group didn't pitch in at all. And they pretty much were just sitting there confused and scared of everyone else. Okay. Well, first I would say to her, you know, Lily. I would tell her that she did a really good job. Which I did. I told and, her she did a good job. And that's trying. a good thing. And I also, too, at the same time, you know, keep encouraging her every time you see her, you know. And also, at the same time, she may not get a bad grade. Just because the rest of the group didn't do their project doesn't mean that the teacher will grade her on their performance overall. That teacher might sit there and say, you know what? I need to grade her individually from the group. That's true, too, because mm -hmm. some teachers are really nice like that. And they yes. see that you actually put in a lot of effort work. and tried very hard. Yes. And so they will reward you because you tried and didn't just give sit up. there confused and give up. Yes. Which but, is really nice of them. Now, also, too, at the same time, I know it's hard. But, you know, she has to be able to sit there and, you know, also, you know, she will probably, you know, she's probably verbally or, you know, physically or verbally sometimes catching a lot of different, you know, negative impact towards her friends because of what, you know, she stood up and did what she did. Her friends should have enough, hopefully, her friends, you know, apologized to her because she did a lot of the work. She did the poster. She did all of this work into the project and they did not do anything. They relied on only one person. Now, now the thing about our group is, yes, we we're extremely loud and we were kind of laughing and, you know, having our own fun sometimes, but we got all our work done. And everyone, to an, to an extent, understood and remembered what happened. Mm -hmm. We wrote the script. Everyone did it. Like, everyone everyone individually wrote their script. And one of my group members was doing the poster. So I did his script because, you know, he couldn't do it because he was contributing to the team still and doing the posters. And everyone else was helping me with the slides and script and on the last day we all we and we all did that we came up on the screen and everyone performed which is good like everyone performed and and i only got to answer like maybe one or two questions and the whole team answered at least one question which is you know nice because yes. you're not always doing one thing and that's true you had teamwork going with your group whereas lily did not and at the same time, I understand that they are supposedly Lily's friends. And that's something that she has to come and realize and recognize that everybody that says they're your friend really isn't. 
And well, just, not everybody. Not everyone. But some people just but, aren't your friend. They use you for people, yes, things like that. And that's not good to be able to use a person such as they did with Lily. And that's why I told you, always encourage her to, you know, keep doing what she's doing. And that, you know, I, on my end, I've had problems and issues with team building because the other person didn't want to do their work on time or they want to be late. And you know, I got that experience with a lot of different groups because sometimes mm-hmm. people would forget. Sometimes people just didn't really do much. Mm-hmm. And but this was the one that really stuck out because Mr. Forrester specifically told us, told them to sit down, which was a problem with us. Okay. Which and- was like not a problem, but more of really like really like was really. Weird and odd because he never, the teacher never done that before. Right. The he teacher, never told us sit down even if we have difficulty. That was never happened. Okay. And see, that's the thing is that when the teacher has did that instructions, it's because he knew immediately that they, the circle, that the people in her, you know, group was not functioning as a team building experience mm-hmm. for Lily. And he set them down because he knew already they did not have the knowledge, the wisdom, the education, the understanding of the topic. But Lily did. So he instead of but Lily tried very hard. Yes, but if she, if she, Lily is the only one that tried, and they didn't. I mean, that's hurting her, you know, because she put in all that work. And then, but but they're still friends, so I still believe that maybe they apologized and got like work things out and maybe they just like figure things out i really hope they did because i just don't want to like know that they weren't having that they they had to break off a friendship because of this i really hope they they work things out and had fun with this and you know i got past that and next time if they ever they get a become a group again that they put an effort and try again. And that's true, too. I mean, I we do hope that they did, you know, reconcile, that they, you know, may amend. And also, too, you can go and try to get an update. Say, hey, Lily, you know, how are you doing with your friends? You know, I understood there was some tension. You can ask her and say, hey, you know, how are you doing? You know, how was school? You know, how are your friends? You know, and just check up on her. Maybe ask for an update and then come back and let us know. Because, I mean, that's part of learning. I'm pretty sure they got, they worked things out though. And I don't really want to go into that because that was like a few months ago, maybe. Okay. And I don't, and I don't really want to ask about that because I might bring back some bad memories and I don't want to, you know, ramp that up again. So I'm going to, so okay. I really think they did patch things up though because they're still friends. They're still talking. It's not a big problem. Okay. So pretty much then you thinking that maybe they they kind of did this and and I mean this scenario is a really good one for families, for friends, colleagues, anything that's going on in your life. Sometimes we have to go through difficult situations and yes we have friends, but sometimes they don't they can't be there all the time with us. 
And sometimes we can be able to, you know, we're supposed to be in a group, you know, bonding experience, maybe brother, sister, brother, what have you, mother, father, what have you. And sometimes they can't be there for us like we want to. And that becomes a hindrance to us. That becomes like, you know, do we trust this person? Do we, you know, do we get in arguments? Do we, you know, come back and do we, you know, resolve some things? Do we really want to keep the friendship? Do we want to make amends? Those are the things we need to talk about. And I mean, that's some of the things that God talks to us about, you know, forgive the people. Also, if you want a relationship with them, you, you, you get a relationship back with them. But it says in the Bible, you forgive them 70 times 70. That's a lot of times you need to forgive somebody. But also at the same time, when you see the things that's going on with them and you can't help them, once again, point them in the right direction. Also pray for them, you know, Mm -hmm. and then at the same time, it teaches you that not to treat, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people the way that you want to be able to, you know, talk to them, communicate with them, um, speak to them. Also be able to like sometimes smile. Sometimes, you know, if you have a treat, like treat as in candy, ice cream, cake, some things like that, popcorn, you know, share with them. And don't just let the ice cream or anything melt. Okay. Yeah. Because a good friendship is the ones, is the people you can trust and you know that aren't just kind of there. And if a friend, a friend hurts you, yes. that's not, or makes you feel a, a way that you don't like or you don't like it and they continue to do that, sometimes you just have to declare they're not your friend. And, and that's true too. I mean, a friend loves at all times. A friend is a friend at all times. The Bible says that also. But if they're gonna willing to hurt you and not sit there and apologize for the grief and the the situation that they hurt you in, that's not a friend. And you have to be able to be a girl, man, boy, woman enough to sit there and say, okay, this is not my friend. I have to walk away from the situation and do it in a good and do it in a good manner. Don't you don't have to fight. You don't have to fuss. Just walk away from it. You just have to say, I'm sorry. Maybe this isn't working. I'm sure you're an amazing person sometimes to other people. Maybe we just don't clash correctly. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go find other people, I'm really happy with that because I know that you're moving on and I'm moving on and we can both do that for our benefits. Right. And it's a, also it's a growth process. Sometimes everybody is not going to always stay friends with each other. Some things that you learn and you understand is that you mature and you grow. And there's a lot of times where Peter and Paul did not agree. They would go there. They agreed on God. But their methods and the way they talk to people, totally different. So they had to separate. The apostles had to do the same thing. They still loved each other. They still sit there and said, we thank God for you. Nathan the prophet and also David. He loved them. Loved them both. Both of them loved each other. Nathan did not like what David did with Bathsheba. But also he still loved them. Number one, we're past the half hour point. Yay! <laughs> and number two, mm-hmm. if you have a quarrel or like maybe like a little 
problem with your friend if you can work that out then perfectly fine but if it just becomes a problem or something that keeps on coming up and continues to just completely down this friendship maybe you should end that but friendship quarrels and verbal fighting is sometimes very good for your growth and understanding because sometimes you can be wrong sometimes you can be right that's good for you and the other person's understanding also the aspect of a friend isn't a as a person who will actually stick beside you and care for you as a person. They don't they won't harm or do anything that they know that you don't like and that might harm you because they care and respect you. And you have to do the same thing for them in order for this friendship to work. That's true. Because if you don't treat uh, as the saying goes, if you don't treat the person the way you want to be treated, that friendship isn't going to work because you are expecting someone to treat you a certain way, but you're not going to treat that person that way, which is a, which is a good way. If you're not willing to do that, then you can't be that person's friend. You both have to have respect for each other and understand when you maybe cross the line and maybe need to apologize. This is true. And it says in John 15, 12 and 15, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love that no man hath had than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Now, if you do not have relationship with God and in Jesus and the Holy Ghost, please go to Romans 10, 9 and 10th verse and it says that if you confess with your heart and believe in your believe with your heart confess with your mouth that the lord jesus christ was raised from the dead and also confess about your sins he will come in and he will be able to bless you and keep you and also you become a part of him and this becomes a different relationship than anything else and that he becomes the closest friend of you I would like to add, if it takes you some time to maybe acknowledge or think about, you know, believing in and reading the Bible or believing in God and becoming a follower like that, then maybe you can think over it. And if you're using this podcast to help you understand and know and know God a little better, then I'm, I'm really happy you, you can, you know, do that. If, but if you need time, no one's rushing you. There's no point in rushing if you're not going to, you know, benefit from it. It's always great to take things with time if you can, just to make sure that you understand to the full extent what is happening and, you know, get your benefits and learn more about God and maybe take it slow if you have to. Yes, sometimes we do suggest that if you want to know more about God, read his word. Also research him. There's a lot of atheist pastors and preachers and ministers that um, honestly, they did their research before they became saved because they wanted to know the full impact of who God is in our lives. And I know it does say, you know, um, that we do not have so much time. So please make sure that if you do want to research, start now 
and start and start making sure that you make those times to be able to read in the Bible and also go back into some of the secular books to Josephus and all these different people that documented about Jesus, documented about the different things that was going on during the period in time. So you know your background. That's true. And you can read the Bible. And I know my mom here is very passionate about her, her, the way she ministers and the way she is. She is very passionate about that. And if you want to maybe continue to see what she talks about, then I, then that's perfectly fine because I know that she definitely has benefited a lot of people. I also know she may walk up to a random person that, that she just sees on the street and is like, hello, would you like to talk? And, and me being her child and the rest of my siblings, if they're with me, we just sit there like, okay, we're gonna be here for a while because I know my mom goes on for at least maybe 30 minutes or so talking to a person. And if you can go do that and benefit a person, then that's perfectly fine. Don't talk to a, also don't talk to a person if you have nothing good to say to them because that's just mean and don't be mean. That's because, true. Yeah. But Maybe they're having a rough day and being mean is just not going to help them. <laughs> All right. So. All right, Mimi. Is there anything else you would like to say before we leave? this discussion today i would like to say thank you for listening and thank you mom for answering my question you're welcome Minuet. so this is the end of mimi's hours but i'm just letting you know look if you like this podcast or any of our podcasts please go in and give us a five-star rating questions and comments towards my minuet you can be or myself you can be able to give it to at the it is written by afrocentric prophet on facebook also my name latanya uyola l-a-t-o-n-y-a last name u-l-l-o-a is on facebook also we have apple spotify and all various podcasts out there to be able to listen to us But most importantly, we want to make sure that you know we love you. We want to make sure we get your questions, concerns, comments, or anything. If you have any type of topics you want us, us to be able to discuss, please get in contact with us. I thank you so much for this time. Some face a lifetime of falling tears, but he's in the darkness, he's in the cold, just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday, he's never early.